Hey there, I'm Anthony from Deselect, and in today's interview, I will be talking with Chris Sulo, Practice Director at AllCloud. We talk about catchy headlines for blogs and some of the amazing Salesforce projects he did, such as a major multi-cloud transformation in healthcare. You will notice that segmentation is never far away in this talk either. Now, regular viewers already know this, but if you have any questions for Chris, just put them in the comments and we'll take it from there. Meanwhile, relax, sit back and enjoy. Hi, Chris. Welcome to this series. Hey, Anthony. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so glad to have you on the show. Uh, the weather looks a bit better over there than it is here. Yeah, it's certainly sunny, but it's a little, little brisk this morning. Well, anything probably beats Northern Europe right now, I'm sure. So <laughs> that's a fair point. <laughs> Temperature wise, anyways. <laughs> right, right. So could, could you please introduce yourself to our viewers? Sure. I'm Chris Zulo. I am the marketing practice director at All Cloud, and I am a Salesforce MVP as well as a marketing champion. Fantastic. That's um a great uh, amount of titles that I, I definitely would love uh, to dive into. But hey, I noticed something on LinkedIn. Uh, your title says you're also a puzzle solver. So what does that mean? Uh, it's What it means is I like to see how things fit together. And, you know, not every piece that looks like a fit actually is. So the way I look at it is uh, figure out what are the pieces on the board, figure out how they should fit together, and then figure out the best way to you know, put those together so I can have a complete view of, uh, of the picture that I'm putting together. It sounds like architecture. It, it is, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, thought that goes into it. I mean, you don't typically build a house without putting, you know, pen to paper and creating a blueprint and design and planning. So yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Well, I've seen people try for sure without all that. It sometimes it can be fun, uh, but usually more often than not, it doesn't end well. <laughs> gotcha. Um, do you actually play uh, puzzles or games besides the, the, the work puzzles then? I, I do. Um, you know, I don't do as many, you know, jigsaw puzzles on, you know, the, uh, on the tables like I used to. I did actually do that quite a bit in my younger days, um, but I do play a lot of board games with my family. We play multiple times a week and uh you know the whole family we sit down at the kitchen table and uh you know somebody picks some something out of our our stack and we just kind of have a good time oh fantastic well multiple times uh, a week even that's uh, that's great I, I have a hard time getting uh, together with my friends even once a month so uh you'll, you'll have to teach me more about this multiple times a week board game thing later <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, could, could you uh, tell a bit more about your marketing cloud journey, though? Sure. Uh, sort of like the accidental admin uh, story you may have heard. I, I mean, I've always been marketing uh, focused or you know, certainly passionate towards the, the marketing aspect of the business world. And I've worked with a number of products over the years, various tools. Um, and so, you know, when I got into the Salesforce ecosystem, you know, marketing cloud wasn't a thing yet. Exact target was a, a separate tool. And I was actually working with, um, you know, one of, one of their competitors that happens to be, you know, a, a neighbor of theirs up the road, uh, just North of in, in, you know, Indianapolis. And, um, my, my focus was, you know, marketing automation. And I got into Salesforce through integration. 
So I was integrating mm -hmm. the, the, the tool I was working with and, and plugging it into, into Salesforce and mapping you know, the fields back and forth. And then as Salesforce started to acquire various components of what is the marketing cloud today, I leaned in heavily and, and jumped in with both feet, starting with, um, with uh, Radiant 6 and Buddy Media, which is now uh, Social Studio, among you know, other, other acquisitions that are wrapped into that product. <laughs> hmm. Although today I heard um, uh, some rumor, but I, I should verify this for maybe before saying it on camera, but uh, that <laughs> some parts of the Social Studio are going to be decommissioned, actually. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm not sure what they will do with that. I mean, I've enjoyed various aspects of it. Um, and it's certainly one of my favorite, you know, tools and features under, under the uh, marketing cloud umbrella. And so hopefully it's nothing that I enjoy working with. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, it's always good to, to, to prune anything that's maybe not as relevant or as useful as it used to be. So I'm not, I'm not sure what specifically they would pull out, but it'd be interesting to see where that goes. Yeah, I'll, uh, uh, we'll check up on that and uh, put it maybe put the link in the description of the video. Either way, for anyone watching, uh, we tend to put resources in the description of either YouTube or um, our blog, wherever you're, uh, you're watching from. Um, going back to you, Chris, um, in your introduction, you mentioned you're an MVP. Uh, uh, since recently, you're a Salesforce marketing champion. Congrats on both of those. Can you explain what, uh, what these deals, uh, titles mean to you personally? Sure. So I'll start with the MVP um, title since I've, I've had that one a little bit longer than the marketing champion. Um, you know, the official definition is most, uh, most valuable professional. Um, and what it means to me is just an acknowledgement and recognition of, you know, contributions to the, to the community at large. It's uh, going above and beyond your day job, you know, we all want to be the best that we can be within our, you know, professional, uh, you know, capabilities, if you will, but, you know, stepping out and whether it's writing blog posts or answering questions or otherwise helping others on their path, um, that that's to me what is a, a, a an MVP. And honestly, it's, it, it is a humbling title to have. Um, so, you know, it, it I, I, yeah, I think that's the best way I could describe it. It's a very humbling title to have because most of the time I don't feel that I've, you know, earned that title uh, because it does sound much bigger. Um, you know, I, and maybe that's just me over, over analyzing the title, but <laughs> it's sometimes overwhelming. <laughs> but you get front seats at Salesforce Connections. That is a huge perk that I absolutely uh, enjoy. Um so yeah, definitely, definitely uh, worth worth the price of admission, which fortunately is free, um, to be in the program. <laughs> uh, the other one, marketing uh, champion, is you know a, a product specific accreditation, and I won't I won't say accreditation, but again, another recognition for uh, really leaning into a specific area of the of the product stack that Salesforce has, and you know as I mentioned, you know I'm very deep in and passionate about the, the marketing technologies that that Salesforce has. Awesome. Thanks for elaborating on that. Now, recently you wrote an article with a rather provocative title. Uh, yes. I think it was called End the Marketing Cloud. Care to share the story behind that one? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that was probably the most enjoyable piece I've ever written. Uh, certainly enjoy throwing that title down, which uh, was inspired by um, by Star Wars and uh, uh. in the last in the Last Jedi when when Luke Skywalker said it's it's time for the you know for the Jedi to end. I was like, yep, yep, definitely stealing that and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, I, I didn't catch the <laughs> reference, but it, it was certainly good clickbait for me personally because I clicked it when I saw it. Uh, yeah, well, that, that was the thing. Like, you know, it was definitely the most clickbaity uh, title I've ever thrown down. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the, the meat behind that is something that's been on my mind for years. And I've, um, you know, I've, I've spoken about it with various folks inside and outside Salesforce. But uh, it's really that the marketing cloud as a name is not wholly accurate of everything that it can do. Um, you know, certainly there's a number of uh, scenarios where people that use the marketing cloud or parts of the marketing cloud aren't necessarily marketing or they don't view themselves as marketers. Um, you know, for instance, you know, healthcare, higher education are two that really jump out at me. And it was funny, it was, I think, at a Dreamforce years ago that a good friend of mine um, you know, was in a session I had led and was taught, it was about you know, marketing cloud and just having a, a, just a informal chat after the session with a bunch of uh, folks in the audience. And you know, I, I had mentioned, you know, you're, you do one of, you're doing one of two things with, uh, with any business or you know, you're either trying to increase revenue or lower costs. And that was a little too narrowly focused for, you know, somebody that's in higher education and they, and they, and they gently corrected me on that. And, and it made me think like, you know what, you're absolutely right. While both of those are somewhat applicable to virtually any organization that is dependent on funds going, you know, coming in um, or going out to support whatever services they're doing. It was it was just too narrow, and so at that point, um, you know, I realized it's really much more about the engagement aspect. At the end of the day, there are people on either end of that conversation, whether you realize it's a conversation or not. It is and should be a two-way street. Now you can't necessarily talk to everybody directly, but if you are communicating with somebody who wants to hear from you. You need to treat that with respect. And so, you know, it was really about, you know, it's not just what's in it for me, it's what's in it for you. And so am I providing you value or is it just, is it too one-sided? And so, um, you know, long story short, you know, the marketing cloud, I think is, it, it needs to be remarketed. <laughs> it needs to be rebranded, renamed as the engagement cloud because that's really mm. much more inclusive because it covers so many channels. You know, it's not just email, it's not just social, it's not just mobile, you know, there's advertising as well. Uh, you know, there's various components to it that go into engagement between one or more humans. It's a very interesting point. And actually, uh, now that you explain it like this, um, it makes me realize that um, I had similar experiences, though I didn't have the, the insight as you had. And definitely didn't didn't write a piece with such a good uh, catchy headline, uh, <laughs> but, but but I recall reaching out to uh, a local government office uh, because I knew they had um, they had marketing cloud and thought maybe we can uh, do something for them. Um, so they essentially help uh, with uh, training people who uh, are on 
uh, unemployed or just uh, migrated. Um, and I reached out to uh, one of their IT architects and uh, saying like, hey, we can probably help your marketers, um, you know, with segmentation, etc." And uh, he said, we don't have marketers. It's like, oh, wow, completely missed the, the messaging there. Um, so it's, it's interesting to, to hear you say that, um, yeah, not everyone yeah. uses even that phrase. Honestly, yeah, and you know that that that's interesting because you know there's a number of um, you know government organizations or agencies you know across the globe, including here, that use the marketing cloud. So that you know that's another another group again that wouldn't necessarily see themselves as marketers, but they have the ability or would benefit from using something like marketing cloud. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, we, we've covered blogging, um, but uh, Salesforce has a very great ecosystem, huge community. People sometimes call it the Ohana, uh, you know, ter term uh, coined by, uh, well, the Hawaiians, but uh, mostly Benioff in the context of Salesforce, of course. Are there other ways that you're very active in this Ohana that you contribute? Uh, you know, certainly enjoy uh, connecting with folks like yourself. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, enjoy, you know, coming on and, and having a chat about, you know, marketing technology or engagement, what have you. Uh, also, you know, really enjoy getting out when we're allowed to uh, go to various events and connect with people and, and help oh, yeah. them learn more about, you know, what you know, art of the possible or how they might, you know, if they're doing something a certain way, if there may be uh, other, you know, ways to enhance what they're doing. So I really enjoy going to, you know, world tours, connections, Dreamforce, and, you know, the various community events. You know, I was, you know, very personally uh, hurt the earlier this year when, um, you know, the, the pandemic really sort of reached a tipping point and travel started getting restricted was literally days away from, uh, you know, going to London to participate in, you know, London's calling and obviously it shut down a number of other, uh, you know, groups and sessions that I was going to be a part of like Southeast Dreaming. And so everything shifted virtual. So it, while I've shifted to do the virtual and it's, it's still fun, it's not, it's not quite the same as being there in person and connecting with people directly. I fully agree. I, I've always enjoyed my time at Dreamforce and Salesforce Connections, especially so much. Um, you do make good connections. You have interesting chats. Um, and uh, well, you know what? Uh, once we're allowed to go out again, I'll uh, happily buy you a beer at the first or a drink, a drink of your choice at the first event <laughs> we get to meet. <laughs> no, that'd be great. Great. Um, now, uh, you already hinted at this uh, earlier. Um, you've worked with several marketing automation solutions, obviously. Being a practice leader, you've, you've, you've had a fair share of uh, project experience, I guess. How does Marketing Cloud differ from other solutions? So I would say it's one of the few, uh, you know, true, in my opinion, platforms. Um, there's a number of, you know, point solutions, tools, and applications, but very few are have the depth and breadth of the Marketing Cloud. Um, you know, it's maybe not quite as large as, you know, the, the core clouds on, on the, on the CRM side of Salesforce, like sales service community, what have you, but it is a platform. It's supporting multiple channels. It, it can do a, a number of, you know, heavy lifting, um, you know, from automation, segmentation, uh, you know, journeys, what have you. And so it is to me, a platform 
and needs to be viewed as such. It's not an, not just a simple add-on. It's not just uh, it shouldn't be an afterthought of oh we need to send some emails. Let's let's you know let let's go do this. It is something that uh, can support most organizations. Just a matter of like how big of a piece of the marketing cloud do you need to accomplish your goals? Makes sense. And if you look back at uh some of the projects you've done, was there, was there one project that really stood out that was really remarkable to you? Uh, honestly, I mean, there's, there's been a number of, uh, of those types of projects, but I think the one that stands out the most was a multi-cloud transformation project that I worked with a uh, amazing healthcare provider here in the States that, you know, really had outgrown its, you know, in-house, you know, solution that they had actually built uh, to purpose and it, it got the job right. done. But, you know, after 10 years and a number of, you know, customizations, it wasn't as, um, it wasn't as efficient as, as it was at the beginning. Right. So, you know, just helping them with their transformation from the CRM all the way through the marketing, enabling them to cut down their segmentation from days to minutes, like, mm. Imagine sitting down and writing a query, even the simple query that may take still take hours to compile because there's just so much, uh, you know, technical debt and, you know, just so many, uh, you know, silos to kind of cut through to get everything in order to just to create this one view and being able to just bring that under one roof within the marketing cloud and being able to just say, yep. Here's, here's my segment and boom, a couple of minutes later, it's there or even it's faster. <laughs> it sounds like a very recognizable story. It seems we have similar project experiences then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely uh, yeah, one that stands out. And, and that was uh, multi-cloud, you say? That was multi-cloud sales service, uh, multiple you know, external integrations. Uh, you know, there was a number of teams. It was, it was a huge project over a year long engagement. Um, you know, the client team was amazing. My project team was amazing. It was, uh, can we know which client it was in case you want to give a little shout out? Uh, sure. Uh, you know, care, care first healthcare, um, amazing, uh, amazing organization, uh, up in, up in Maryland. Fantastic. It sounds like a, an awesome project to, uh, to have been a part of. Um, in, in, with this customer too, you already mentioned segmentation. Now, obviously, us being an ISV provider, independent software vendor, um, uh, I'd be interested to learn if, if there are certain custom features that you often hear coming up from customers that are not out of the box in marketing cloud, despite it being such a, a wide platform. Well, well, two that come out, and I think one will be close to home for you. I think you know, the first one is the preference center. Mm -hmm. um, just being able to do more than the out of the box preference center, which it gets the job done, but it is very static and there's only so much customization you can do. So a highly regulated organization or one who really has some strong branding uh, needs will need to step beyond the out of the box uh, preference center within marketing cloud. So that's, that's something that comes up a fair amount. And the other one is segmentation um you know when when <laughs> you know marketing cloud I, I it the way i describe it to people is it's 
it's not rocket science, but it is a little different than maybe what you're used to in terms of organizing your data. And it can be as simple as you need it to be because there are a number of ways to simply segment your data. However, in more complex and advanced segmentation needs, when those situations arise, you typically have to go into SQL and put some queries in place. And most marketers don't want to play with SQL. And so that sometimes, uh, you know, when that comes up and if they don't have somebody on staff that is comfortable with that, that can be, that can be a, a challenging transition for them, at least at first. So those are the two things that come up a lot. Yeah, it's it can be a little bit of a surprise. Um, we are, we have a slide even in our in our um, presentation deck. Uh, we call it the um, the marketing automation hype cycle, where people get very pumped up at the start. They're going to automate everything. They're going to have customer three hundred and sixty multi channel. All the buzzwords get flung around, and then first campaign happens. Like, oh wait, we need SQL, and then gets a little bit roller coastery uh, from that point on. If only there was a solution that could uh, solve that, huh? If only. <laughs> if only. <laughs> well, on, on that note, um, one of the things that obviously I like about Salesforce is that it's an open ecosystem. Mm -hmm. As a Salesforce App Exchange, largest B2B app store in the world. Um, so uh, curious if you've been working with, uh, with any uh, apps recently that you would recommend to uh, our audience. I mean, my, I mean I, first of all, I've recently discovered yours. So I'm, I'm excited to get more uh, experience with, with with your solutions, but uh, ones that I have worked with recently, uh, big fan of Sales Wings. Um, there, that's an amazing uh, solution. Again, fill it, filling a huge uh, need um, within Marketing Cloud. Uh, so I know I know you you recently chatted with Philip, and oh, yeah. uh, and so big big fan of them. Um, always a huge fan of Litmus as well. You know, I don't think enough people appreciate you know, the value that Litmus can bring uh, to their marketing operations and, and, and execution. So th those are probably the two biggest uh, from a marketing perspective. Great, we'll make sure to add them as well. And absolutely, uh, Philip's a great guy. It has, a, has made a great solution, great company. So um, uh, we know them well, yeah, for sure. Uh, as, as for ours, uh, we'd be happy, of course, to, uh, to give your team a demo and uh, to do an awareness session or something like that, but we can take that offline. Sure. Um, so sides sizes, are there other pain points for you in the marketing cloud currently? I think if, if there was one, I think it would be, and there's no, no, no knock on what customer 360 is bringing to the table, but I think just managing a single view of the customer profile uh, sometimes can be challenging. I think what I would love would be to have one unique key that we don't necessarily have to worry about. You know, the subscriber key is is the you know the golden key, if you will, to managing and maintaining you know a single view of, of any one uh, person and you know personally I would, I, I would love it if even if it was just behind the scenes and seamless to us I wish there was a, a connection to uh, a placeholder if you will to the Salesforce CRM where there was one unique key 
that if and when that was uh, ever integrated to the Salesforce CRM, which more often than not it is, um, they'd be less jungly. You know, for example, if you use leads and contacts, you need to be more thoughtful around your your contact model, your data model, if you will. Um, and so, you know, it, it, there are some challenges when you have a more complex contact model. And I, I would love that to be simplified um, without necessarily requiring an, you know, an add-on service or requiring uh, you know, a customer to have to go engage with a, you know, a consultant on a, a lengthy process to untangle some of the things if, if, if it wasn't accounted for when they first got started. I mean, a lot of this is, you know, it's not an, an intentional path they go down, but when it comes up, it can be, can be quite painful. Absolutely. Uh, it's so easy to make some um, rookie mistakes even um, uh, on um, a marketing cloud projects that come to haunt you later. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, we're working on an ebook right now about, about such things um, and the data model because it's something that we hear clients um, uh, yeah, talk about a lot and, uh, and partners actually. So uh, we're going to, to write an ebook about it. In fact, by the time that this interview is live, it might be uh, already published as well. So we will we'll put the <laughs> link in the description here too. Awesome. Can't wait to read it. Awesome. Uh, yeah, and I would really appreciate uh, the feedback from, from someone like yourself, obviously. Um, so what do you think is the future of Marketing Cloud? Well, uh, that's a loaded question, but in a perfect world, I would love to see a best in breed uh, you know, child, if you will, where what was exact target in the various components and Pardot were one unified an amazing, you know, solution where depending on what your needs were, those various features that make each uh, unique and amazing would be a, you just, again, sort of a, a united front. I think uh, too often people refer to Pardot or Marketing Cloud as if they're separate entities. Yeah, the Pardot is a part of the marketing cloud. Email Studio is actually the name of the tool that used to be known as Exact Target. And there's a lot of obviously similarities when you are sending emails. Now they have some very specific uh, features and capabilities that make them very different. Um, but the email, email is email. And so I would love for that to be a, a more cohesive uh, marriage or just like you know, just sort of merge them in, into one. Realistically, I don't know that that will ever happen, but in a perfect world, if I could just wave a magic wand, uh, mm -hmm. that would be, the, the result would be, when we're talking about the marketing cloud, A, it'd be the Salesforce engagement cloud. And, you know, the best of part of, the best of exact target would be combined into one amazing solution. Right, I mean, we're dealing with a lot of legacy from past acquisitions, right? Although yep. um, I've been a bit out of touch with Pardot, to be very frank. Uh, I, I was an originally introduced to marketing automation via Pardot, but I've been specializing uh, only on marketing cloud in recent years. So, but the last things I saw is that there were a lot of uh, trends going towards Pardot being more a part of sales cloud, being more on the force.com platform, much more components being available in Lightning. Perhaps mm -hmm. you know more about that. Yeah, they definitely have, I think, I think Pardot had the benefit of, you know, having, a, you know, being a few years younger than Exact Target, uh, you know, because Exact Target, you know, has been around from the beginning, you know, it's, 
you know, about the same age as, you know, Salesforce. I'm not sure which one actually came first. I think within a year or two, those, those two solutions or uh, products were, you know, born. But, you know, when Pardot came in, they came in with the idea that they were going to leverage Salesforce as much as possible, at least the Salesforce solution. And so, you know, just by default, it more naturally fit into you know, the sales cloud um, design and architecture and has always been more at home, if you will. Um, and there have been, you know, phases over the past few years where it was, you know, uh, more sort of positioned as being a part of the sales club. At the end of the day, it's still marketing automation. It's still, you know, has much more in common uh, with exact target and, and other tools like it uh, than it does with, you know, with a CRM, even though it is a great complement and, you know, has great partnership with it. Um, so, yeah, I, I love having, I love having it in Salesforce and having it look like it just, like it's always been there, like it belongs. Um, but I would never, in my own words, you know, say that is a sales cloud solution or service cloud solution. It is distinctly different and has very different capabilities and objectives than, you know, the other features that it might be, you know, sharing, sharing the same uh, storage with. Although I do wonder if ever it will become um, a real, I mean, though the capabilities are different, it will, it will remain different products, of course. Uh, I do wonder if it would ever become a real part of the force.com platform so that integration is not an issue anymore, first of all, and not just for part of it, but also for marketing cloud. Um, and and I, I've become very um, careful in speculating about this, but I remember years ago, there was a, a partner event in, in Indianapolis and uh, they uh, they gave stro very strong hints there, let's say that marketing cloud would become more a part of force.com. And it seems to me that either that, they've changed their mind but then again sometimes i still hear hints about this maybe it's just very very hard even for them want to take a step at this one sure i think i don't see that ever happening personally uh i think because it was you know it started on a different tech stack you know to begin with that would be a monumental shift on the scale of uh of the like the titanic dodging ice you know icebergs like you know like it was nothing it, you know um because that is just such a massive change and shift like that would be a multiple year intensive effort and by the time that happened would it even be you know sort of i guess up to date on where like when it when the transition started like i feel like the the, the goal post or the, the goal line the finish line would constantly be moving further and further and further down the road so i don't know that they would put that time and you know financial investment in there as opposed to really making you know the connections the integrations if you will so seamless that you don't even think about it that you just you, you enable it and you know the baseline uh connections and the hooks between the two are just so rock solid that you don't even notice or you know, worry about that i think that's more likely in a perfect world again if i could wave the wand they would all be under the same roof all in the same tech and everything would be you know, you know, very happy and, 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 you know, never have issues with, uh, you know, uh, 
mapping and integration, it would all be sort of a shared resource. Love to see it. I don't don't know that we will ever see that. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, let's uh, let's shift gears for a second. There's always the elephant in the room these days. Uh, we're living in unprecedented times. So, uh, how has the pandemic changed your working routine? Are there any tips you uh, you care to share? So, I mean, I would like to take credit for being a visionary in that uh, regard, but uh, fortunately for me, I've been a remote employee for over a decade. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So, so, so not a whole lot changed for me other than, uh, you know, the, the travel restrictions. Like when I went into an office, I was typically traveling via plane uh, to a client destination. Um, that obviously is not uh, desired on either side at this point. Um, so that didn't really, you know, overall, like my day, my daily routine doesn't change much. It just means I didn't have to get on the road. Gotcha. So is it different then now that you have to, now that you miss the in-person contact with your customers? I mean, I certainly appreciate and value that face-to-face, -face, you know, connection. Uh, there's nothing that can replace that. So it's definitely something I think needs to continue uh, where it's appropriate. Um, but honestly, from a, uh, you know, from a daily routine, like I'm not wasting time in traffic commuting to, a, to an office. It gives me greater flexibility in terms of how I spend my time. Those, that, that that's time I just can't get back, right? So, you know, very, very fortunate that you know, my commute is seconds as opposed to minutes or hours in some cases for some, for some folks. Um, but, you know, I think the biggest thing, you know, for, for those who, you know, maybe are more recent or newer to the remote life, uh, they're all veterans by now, right? Because, you know, they have, all, they've, they've got almost a, almost a year under their belt, but uh, I think it's just really important if you can carve out a dedicated space, I think, the biggest challenge I've, I've heard from folks is, you know, if they're working on their, you know, their kitchen table or working from their living room, it's, it, it can be, can be challenging to really focus when you're sitting, uh, you know, on a, 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 like a very comfy chair and you, you know, your laptops on your, on your knees, as opposed to being on a desk where you can sort of maybe have multiple monitors or just right. things are organized as opposed to the disruptive nature of, changing rooms every day based on you know your living situation family roommates whatever like you might might not be able to have that dedicated space but as much as possible kind of carving out your your area and just really um normalizing it as much as you can right yeah the kitchen would be my doom i'd be standing in the fridge nonstop. <laughs> 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 yes no that's why uh it's i'm on the opposite end of the house of, of the of the of the fridge <laughs> <laughs> great great um right so thanks thanks for sharing those tips um do you have any closing thoughts that you would like uh, that you you would like to share with our audience uh no just you know obviously stay safe um you know do what do what you need to do but you know just keep in mind we're all doing the best we can um, you know, personally, you know, just be compassionate towards one another. I, I think there's a lack of that in the world today. Uh, professionally, 
you know, get, get after it, whatever it is that you're going after, even if it's not marketing cloud, if it's some other tool or product, there's so many options for you professionally, as well as, you know, from a solution perspective, you know, love what, I love what you're doing and all the options on the app exchange. Um, and so there's just, it, you know, if you can think of it, there's a good chance there's a option available for you. And if not, make it yourself and, you know, get at, get after your own dreams. So but that's what I would share. I, I love that. And I also, uh, I really think the message about compassion is really uh, on point. So great stuff, Chris. Uh, it was really a pleasure to have you on today's interview. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you for watching Heroes of Marketing Cloud. I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to subscribe to stay up to date about future interviews with fellow marketing champions.